how can we engage prospects where, when, and how they want to communicate and extend the reach of the leasing strategy, the digital marketing presence to all facets of where and how and when prospects want to engage. Hello, and welcome to Sink or Swim, a weekly podcast brought to you by RentSync, where we take a deep dive into the prop tech, multifamily, and rental housing industry. In each episode, we uncover the technologies and strategies used to help overcome operational challenges and increase the value of your multifamily investments. So let's get into our conversation today. Welcome back to Sink or Swim. I'm your host, Nicolina Savelli. And on this podcast, I chat with multifamily and prop tech experts to learn how you can reach more renters, sign more leases, and maximize the value of your assets. And today I have Brock McLean, the EVP and CRO of LeaseHawk and former SVP of business development at RealPage on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me, Brock. It's great to have you here. Uh, Nicolina, thanks for having me. Great to join you. And you've worked in the prop tech space for a number of years, and I can't wait to discuss what LeaseHawk is doing to optimize marketing and leasing activities. But first, let's talk about your career a little bit. Looking at your experience, I see you've been in rental housing and real estate technology for over 20 years. How did you get started in this space and what led you to LeaseHawk? Yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, it's amazing when you actually talk about it in the number of years that definitely dates me, I'm sure, but it's been really a tremendous career. And I, I think, you know, like many, multifamily is something that didn't know a lot about when I first got into it back in the mid nineties and right. was really probably a well-kept secret in many ways. But also like many of us, once you kind of get into multifamily, you find yourself uh, making a career out of it. And, and so yeah. I've been, been very fortunate to be in the industry yeah, for, I guess, what, 25 plus years, I guess at this point. Wow. And, yeah. yeah. And with some really great brands, I mean, I, I started, you know, talk about dating myself. I started with For Rent Magazine. I mean, literally the magazine that you would <laughs> a out print of the, magazine. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> you'd walk out of the grocery store and find your next home and hope hope the map was right so that if you drove to it, you could actually arrive at the property. So, you know, right. I, I saw that through the evolution from print that ultimately became, you know, more digital, of course, uh, web based and then ultimately mobile. Long career at For Rent and did a couple turns there. And, and similarly, at RealPage, you know, I spent some time at RealPage in the early 90s, or I guess mid 90s as well, when it was a very small company. And then all the way through its acquisition here about a year and a half ago to where it became right. a very substantial international company. And tech has always been at the forefront of everything that's happened, I think, in the growth of our space. And especially as it relates to prospect engagement, marketing, the tools that have kind of evolved over the last 25 years have been incredibly fascinating and always been interesting for me. So to be part of these really big brands and their evolution, and then to find myself at LeaseHawk, which has always been a company that's been very sort of tech savvy and, and forward thinking, and it had invested right. a lot of energy into AI and virtual experiences. And as we came through this shared experience of COVID and as consumers became more immersed in self-discovery and, and ways that they could engage in their search for their next apartment home using tech, a lot of the things that are happening on the AI front are really exciting uh, evolutions in that process and something that certainly drew me in. And and when I think of my my experience in the space for all the years, and then to be able to be on the on the front of a sort of a next gen tech advancement has certainly been attractive. It's something I'm pretty excited about. 
Now, I mean, when you talk AI, I feel like that's an overwhelming word for a lot of people, probably in in this industry specifically, I, I would say. How are you educating your kind of prospects about AI and its use cases and why it's so important and kind of why this technology is worth investing in? Is there anything that you're doing within your own kind of sales or cycle or marketing to get that message across? Probably multi-pronged in a lot of ways. If you think about our experience just in general as consumers, right? AI has taken over so much of what we do, right? And, and effectively, it, it speaks to the idea of, of sort of tech creating and managing the experience and off, often the buying experience and almost everything in our life today. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was a natural sort of migration that it would find its way to multifamily. And I think, especially going through a period of time where we couldn't maybe go visit a community or have somebody give us a tour we became heavily reliant on virtual experiences and virtual experiences have been around for a long time. Now I think AI is given the ability for conversational experiences. So as people are looking for leasing questions or tour information or floor plan ideas or pricing and availability, all of those things are available now in a very seamless experience across voice, text and chat. And so the education has happened twofold. One, it's been our own experiences in almost every facet of life. So we've become more comfortable with these forms right. of industry. So there's been that. And then I think really savvy marketers in our space recognizing that today's consumer wants to engage with tech that helps them arrive at a decision. And they may not be as reliant or even as interested in dealing with people so much right. anymore. Or at least some segment is. Sure. So helping our clients understand that they've got the really the breadth of services available where they can continue to have that white glove experience for those consumers and prospects that want that, mm-hmm. but also widen your net by having features and functionality that many in today's prospect pool identify with and are very comfortable using. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. It's kind of adding depth and strategy to marketing as well as depth and flexibility to a leasing strategy that's really kind of helped the education process. Yeah. No, I mean, this is kind of a redundant question, but did you see COVID as a, a catalyst for a lot of those clients and prospects that you maybe were having struggled to sell through to? And now suddenly they're like, we need you. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think a couple of things happened, right? I mean, certainly the idea of AI and tech was at the forefront of multifamily kind of even, even at the beginning of COVID. I think COVID accelerated the adoption from being Hey, this is interesting tech that we should consider to something more akin to, we probably need to have this in place. Yeah. Turn into a must have rather than a nice to have. Right. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I think evolved though, and is still a challenge in our space is staffing. We kind of evolved into a marketplace where staffing became challenging. Recruiting became challenging. How do we handle all the, all the requirements of our leasing staff today? with potentially being constrained on the the number of resources we have at our disposal. AI has also helped in that area, right? It's extended the reach of your leasing staff, not only 24-7 to capture those opportunities, but where you may be short-staffed or give you flexibility. We even have clients today that are are closing leasing offices, or I should say closing, not staffing leasing offices, say on a Sunday, using AI to capture prospects, book appointments, tours, self-guided tours, and so on. Yeah. That's given them tremendous flexibility in staffing, attractive feature of recruiting, right? And a kind of a culture change that's really adding some real depth and flexibility to your overall leasing strategy. Yeah. So would you say that staffing is the biggest challenge for kind of the industry, leasing industry today? Is that what you're you're seeing? 
it continues to be a challenge. And I think for a couple of reasons, one is, is just the, the way the employment pool has evolved, you know, again, post COVID, the number of hats worn by increasingly busy leasing staff, you know, that's certainly been, been a factor. And yeah, I think where do you find qualified talent to take on the role of, of a leasing agent? And so anytime you can apply tech that's going to help either support that challenge or give you flexibility in that challenge, I think it'd be that much more effective. And so we see we see staffing being a challenge, not only for our property management customers at the site level, but even, even around other services that are certainly connected to that, like call centers, for example. Those same right. staffing challenges exist there, right? And so- Of course. However, despite that, the volume of inquiries, leads, and general prospect engagement is, is as high as it's ever been. Exactly. It's it's also the demand for it is so much higher as well that you can't even staff accordingly to even meet the demand. Yeah. So in that same, in that same vein, what would you say for a leasing agent is probably the most difficult part of the job and, and maybe- why the industry is having a hard time even getting leasing agents or having full-time leasing agents? I think at the leasing agent level, there's a lot of hats being worn, right? And, and certainly my experience has been on the prospect engagement side. And I think that the volume of leads, the efficiency of the leasing process, in other words, we've got this bulk of leads, which ones do we cater to first, Right. So whenever you can add efficiency in the leasing process through AI by providing a tremendous amount of information about the prospect already. What are their interests? Questions did they ask? When are they moving? What is their price point? All those things. And you can add that depth of knowledge into a CRM and a leasing agent comes in and says, oh, I see these leads here that have booked appointments and I have already got a transcript of the conversation or a recording. I know a lot about them. The efficiency in that process is going to be elevated, right? Because you're going to know where to go to. By the same token, we have historically now for the past period of time, very high occupancy rates. So the expectation of today's resident has grown as well. And so has then the amount of workload for leasing staff there. So I think that's happened. We're in the middle of development right now in a resident workflow using AI as well to try to manage some of those key things like work order submission or anything that might be normally required to have a phone call that a leasing agent would need to be engaged with. We think there's some real opportunities for AI on the resident side as well. From a broad observation, We've come into a market where not everyone wants to work on weekends. I mean, it's kind of, it seems like a simple concept, but it's, but it's a challenge, right? So yeah. if our management company clients can offer flexibility and staffing. It's going to help in the recruiting. It's going to make them more efficient in the leasing process. It's also going to find yield, really, if you're trying to create value in an asset in addition to continued rent growth and high occupancy. If you can alleviate the need to staff on a Sunday, there's some yield to be found there while still handling it very effectively using AI. The flexibility and leasing strategy makes sense for our management clients, as well as giving them flexibility in the recruiting side that are going to be attractive to people considering a, a leasing agent career path. Right. Now, I don't know if it's just my experience or the Canadian experience, but would you say that leasing is kind of a stepping stone to real estate, being in real estate and a real estate agent. Is that something that you've seen kind of, and it feels like in the last two years, everyone's become a real estate agent? <laughs> you know, it's a good question. And I, I don't have a lot of exposure to that. I could probably sure. like some of my increment or some of my sort of anecdotal thoughts, right? I, I think mm -hmm. the role of leasing agent prepares you for a lot of things, right? You're, you're one, you have to be a multitasker for sure. 
You have to be a great communicator. Multitasker and communicator are great skill sets for any career path you decide to pursue. I think there's a lot of paths that can be created from there, right? There's there's everything from looking at the supplier side of the industry and the opportunities that are there, especially in some of the sales roles. The growth path from a management perspective, leasing agent to manager to regional to something like that. Right. Real estate, certainly a path as well. So I, I do think the skill set learned by a leasing agent prepares you well for whatever career path you might want to pursue. Absolutely. I, I've i just noticed, I've seen a, a lot of people say, oh, well, went from leasing agent to real estate and that's, you know, that's where they're at. But it looks like the trajectory of things are in leasing. So there might be a need for more in the very near future. And there already is obviously a need. So I think that maybe there just needs to be a little bit more appeal and and maybe some PR around that career so that people are more inclined to go forward and see that there is actually like a future here. There's a, a lot of opportunities for like moving forward. So, I mean, I would like to obviously pivot a little bit and talk more about Lease Hawk and, and what you guys are doing and the hurdles you've experienced there and how you as an organization kind of have overcome them. Obviously, you've gone through, I'm sure, a number of different evolutions in the multifamily space. So um, if you don't mind sharing kind of like where you've been and where you've kind of come today in, in yeah. terms of your technology and what your offering is. Yeah. You know, I think initially the idea within Leasehawk and specifically our, our brand for AI is, is named Ace, which is, it's completely customizable for all of our clients. But the idea was, and it continues to be, is how can we engage prospects where, when, and how they want to communicate and extend the reach of the leasing strategy, the digital marketing presence to all facets of where and how and when prospects want to engage and provide the flexibility for those prospects to engage in those media channels in the way that makes the most sense for them at the time that it makes the most sense for them, right? And so that was always the idea. I think AI has rapidly improved over time. In our particular case, our AI is built on the Google framework as natural language processing, and hence our ability to handle the phone calls, which still today, probably, I'm not sure what the statistics show about rent sync, but I think probably still half the leads that are generated happen over the phone today. Over the phone, yeah. And as you might imagine, and probably not shockingly, most people, if they get a voicemail, probably aren't going to leave one. They're going to go on to their next opportunity. Of course. Because our attention spans are, are increasingly more limited, and I'm probably a poster boy for that, to, to say the least. So, <laughs> so the idea was to capture prospects when they're ready, when they have intent to transact in the way that they want to, and the flexibility to have that available across voice, which is still a large scale way that people communicate, chat, which has certainly evolved in, in all facets of our consumer experience today, and text, which is a really emerging trend where text is a really interesting one because somebody spending the time to have a text conversation with an AI virtual leasing assistant, their intent to transact is probably very high because they're, they're exactly yes. patient, right? And so we see conversion across all channels very high. Text is one that's really elevating. Generationally, too, I think you've got a new renter prospect who's very comfortable engaging in text, right? It's not a, it's not yeah. a learned process for guys like me. It's a, it's a very, very comfortable way of communicating. So it's emerging very quickly. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now let's get back to the show. 
Yeah, no, and I will say I I think I I put an inquiry in I think a, it was either pre-construction or something a, a lease up and I immediately got a text message and I was like, "Oh, I just I just wanted some updates. I didn't want to actually talk to a, an actual agent, but if I had, like if I was ready to actually engage in a text conversation, I would have been a very high quality lead there. You know, if I'm willing to speak to someone through text, that's a very personal personal place for someone in my generation, millennials, elder millennials, as we're known on TikTok. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a space that, you know, you know, you're going to get high quality leads from at this time. You may not get the highest quality leads from maybe if you're, you're looking at a different target market, who's like, I just want to be polite and respond to this message. <laughs> right, right. So yeah, you have to, I guess, know who your, who your audience is and then realize what channels they're more prone to kind of engaging with, right? Before you launch a piece of technology like that. Are you seeing certain kind of properties experiment with which channels they're they're engaging with most and what kind of properties that are like taking on that text or maybe chat more than phone? I think so. Well, you're seeing a couple of things. One, like like you mentioned, right? Understanding your market and who's engaging with your product, I think is, is super critical in every digital marketing strategy with all the tech that you deploy. Having the flexibility in your digital marketing strategy for, for prospects to communicate across the breadth of options can't hurt, right? Because of course, of day, being wherever, to, wherever yeah. they possibly are is, yeah. is, yeah. One of the things that we do in addition to the flexibility of our AI is to provide it in a way that's completely customizable. So if you looked across the range of clients that we have and their digital marketing presence, some may have things like chat, you know, very prominently displayed, like with some sort of bouncing icon and customizable look, feel, color, voice of brand, and so on. Others might right. be more stylistic and they may be up in the header such that a prospect sort of finds them, so to speak. And I think the ability to not only deploy AI, but have the flexibility to design it in a way that fits within the aesthetic of your of your brand and the voice of, of your brand, I think is, is, is really important. I think that also builds connection, right? If, if you've got next sort of gen tech, but it's within the fabric of your digital marketing strategy, whether it's tangible or intangible, I think it helps build that connection with a prospect who's like, oh, there's a forward-thinking brand. My experience in their community may also echo that, right? And therefore, from a lifestyle standpoint, this might fit with me. I think it only adds to that story that you're trying to tell. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, in terms of kind of this technology and where you foresee it going and evolving, where do you think Lisoc is going in the next two to three years? And maybe not even the technology, but expansion-wise uh, in terms of your organization? It's a great question. And I think we're really in the, I often use sports analogies, but you know we're probably <laughs> in the, the second quarter or the first half, if you will, okay. of where we are with AI. And the, and the reason I say that is adoption's happening very quickly. Prospects are engaging. Conversion is happening. Appointments are getting set. But there's lots of opportunities for continued evolution because I think self-discovery is where prospects are really continuing to migrate to. So everything from growth on the on the AI side for follow-up and right. Like through the whole funnel, the marketing funnel, like yeah. a full funnel experience. Yeah. Well and then I think combined with that, the whole build out of a similar workflow for residents. Because just because we've moved into a community, we still may be inclined to want to engage in, in, our own, in our own way, right? And so we see it more almost as a an ecosystem rather than it be AI virtual leasing assistant. We see it more as 
prospect and resident experiences that layer right. on very seamlessly to the great things that all of our very savvy marketers in our space have built to date. So it fits very seamlessly, just adds another layer of functionality for today's prospect and resident. Yeah. So like a complete renter's journey from, you know, first touch point to resident and then retention and all of those. And even, would you even say that in like management and kind of those interactions as well, like property management, and if there's a, I don't know, a leak, would that be integrated into that kind of resident experience in, in their in their unit? And then they can easily kind of call and those things are documented, obviously, for them to know that this is happening in that unit. Exactly. Yeah. The same way a prospect would call up text or chat and get pricing availability, floor plans, appointments, and so on. Similarly, a resident can call rather than either needing to get a leasing agent or if it's after hours, you know, having to leave a message or something. Right. Engage with AI. I've got a leaky faucet, process a work order, you know, or how do I pay my rent, you know, links mm-hmm. to the portals, all those things very interactive and all handled by AI. So that's a resident experience that's, you know, attractive. And in turn, it's creating tremendous efficiency for the leasing staff because they're not handling every last phone call, every of last course. thing, right? All very seamlessly integrated as well into the property management tech stack that's in place. We're an agnostic platform. So we integrate with just about every tech stack that's out there and 45 plus integrations today. So very seamless, regardless of your tech stack to deploy. The other thing I think is interesting and you know, around the efficiency thing, almost every technology and, and having been at this for a long time, it does require, you know, often you know, change management or training or, sure. or workflow changes. This is the first tech that I've been a part of that doesn't actually require any of that. It works very much in the background as an extension of your leasing staff to create efficiency and prospect engagement and appointments, but not does not require your whole leasing team to rethink the way they do things. Right, right. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask that. And it made me think of something as well. And in terms of who's the most appropriate person to kind of, if it's not really a tool that they have to learn, then anyone can kind of adapt to it. It's not like, oh, we have to hire, you know, really young leasing agents and staff to understand what this is doing for them. It's kind of across the board at any, any stage or milestone in your career, this will, this is going to help assist you in getting things done faster and more, more quickly and easily. And I also, I had watched a movie, ironically, the other night, and the woman came in, she was a property manager, and she was just walking around the house and she got multiple different phone calls throughout this experience, this scene. And she hung up the phone and she was just like, I hate my job. (laughs) And I was just like, you know, with something like this, she wouldn't be getting those multiple phone calls. She could say, okay, I'm going to look at that after I have this interaction with this tenant. I can walk away and then deal with what I need to deal with because I'm not going to miss the message. I'm not going to miss the the interaction and I'll get to it when I get to it. And no one's going to, you know, the world isn't going to end because I took a couple minutes to talk to someone. So that really wraps into that experience. And I mean, it wasn't an old movie. It was a current 2022 movie. So you know that those things are still happening. Mm-hmm. Now, in this instance, the person was obviously managing properties for maybe smaller multifamily or, or single family homes. Is this something that is only for multifamily or are you seeing people using this for, I know that there have been quite a large property management firms or, or, or investment firms that are buying into single family now. So do you see this being utilized for more than just multifamily? I think that there's an opportunity for that. I mean, right now, if you, if you kind of think about it, it's designed for multifamily because there's 
a need. Generally speaking, always some occupancy, you know, that or I mean, some vacancy that needs to get filled. Your marketing's persistent, right? You're 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 sort of marketing over a over a, a long period of time because you're constantly filling units that are coming in. Of and course. Out. And and then the AI is built to engage with what's available. What are the prices? What are our lease terms? Right. So it's it's sort of a an ecosystem, if you will, of, of that engagement. So that's a little harder in single family because something could come for rent tomorrow and be rented the next day. And by the time you turn up the AI, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need it. However, I do think as, as more and more integrations are built, as the seamless flow of information is available, that could very well be something on the horizon. The other area that I think that fits very closely to that is also the for sale category, right? I mean, you've got, you've got homes coming for sale all the time, much like a single family home would come for rent. And yet somebody needs information and it's, nine o'clock at night and the right. mobile, right? So I think you're going to see some advancements there. The other area of advancement that we're seeing in back home in, in Canada, I say back home, <laughs> so, so way back home, even though I've been gone for so many years, but <laughs> I don't know if this has become a trend yet, but one of the topics that we hear a lot about these days is centralized leasing, right? The idea that if you've got, say, a handful of properties within a, a given geographical area, you know, manage leasing out of one central location, Again, efficiency, right? But but handle multiple communities at the same time. So, right, um, we, we, you know, we see some trends there. And, and, and as I said, kind of going back to my second quarter of the game for AI, because there's as far as it's come, and as as really intriguing as it is from an engagement standpoint, there's always like, well, what can we do this, or how about this, and how do we get here? And and so that's always very interesting for me to continue to say, what else can we do? Where can we go? For, for sure, it's pretty exciting. for sure. Now, besides AI and given your experience with marketing and leasing and rental housing, are there any solutions you wish more organizations were taking advantage of today? It's really been great to see the evolution and escalation of tech adoption in our space. I mean, many who have been around for a long time would say that the industry was slow to adopt for a period of time and probably probably before, before what we now know as the cloud, you know, that was likely the case. I think the cloud is, has created fewer barriers to entry for tech advancement. There's an incredible number of startup companies in our space doing some really interesting point solution uh, things. And so the interest has grown there. And in turn, I think the, the leadership in multifamily has recognized that the more efficient we can do uh, evolving our tech stacks, likely the better we're going to be. I do think at times there can be some tech fatigue, however, because there is so many sure. options and how do you keep them all straight and which ones are the right choices and and so it, it can cause a little bit of delay in terms of adoption, more so because companies are are spending the time making sure they make the right decision. And I think that's probably the way to the way to go. But I would say continued growth in tech that's allowing today's prospect and today's resident to manage their their experience on their own and right. make that the go-to versus the overflow option, right? Right. And I think right. the more we have that. And, and it's also incumbent upon us, us tech providers to be sure our products are at that level that are there, that the experience is going to be great for the prospect and for the resident. But I think as those two things come together, the efficiency created in the leasing effort, the experience for prospects and residents, how that manifests itself in cost savings or driving yield or minimizing risk for management company clients and owners, all those things together. You know, it's really exciting to see tech and in tech in particular, like what we have at Lease Hawk, having something for everybody, you know, invariably tech has always been good for this component of the business or this component, but 
this is the first time where I've seen something that is great for the prospect because it's timely and I can engage how I want to when I want to and 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 that's wonderful. Efficiency for the leasing staff to get appointments with people with intent to transact and handle the burden of all this volume of lead that I'm getting and or resident engagement that I'm getting. And for our management companies and owners, efficiency drives value, drives yield, drives a better experience, and, and therefore I've got I've got happy residents. So I think across the board, tech that's around that's driving towards self-discovery and and fulfillment of the prospect and resident life cycle are going to be the areas of, of opportunity going forward. Yeah, that makes sense. Now I kind of just wanted to discuss a little bit about just multifamily in the next few years and where you see things going, chatbots, virtual touring, or is there anything completely out of the box that you kind of foresee coming in the forefront? I know the metaverse has been something that we've talked about a few times on this podcast, and it seems to be something that people are having their eye on. Is there anything that you feel is headed for multifamily in the next few years when it comes to those different pieces and what might be something people or marketers need to keep their eye on? I've been around long enough to know that anything's possible. Sure. (laughs) Good quick story. Back in probably, I don't know, it was the early 2000s. I was on the road show where where we were talking to management company clients about the fact that we would no longer need hard drives, you know, under your desk and floppy drives to update. You know, in fact, we were going to this thing called, you know, the internet and we were going to update the software via this, what we know is the cloud right now. And I remember people looking at me like, you've got to be kidding. Like you're going to store our data and it's going to be secure. And they get updated via the internet. I mean, and I remember at the time myself thinking, yeah, I know it sounds, sounds a little sounds crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> when I think about that and 20 years later, we're handling prospect engagement using AI and, and all the seamless data routing and the efficiency. And, and so, you know, had you told me this 10 years ago, I just said, well, I don't know. That sounds, sounds a little space age, right? So I, I've come to learn that anything is, is possible. I do think that virtual experiences are certainly here to stay. And I think sure. we'll become very comfortable with that. And I think, you know, we've talked a lot about self-discovery, but, you know, virtual experiences, engagement, how you want to. And you're right. I think the, the, the stage of being able to literally walk around, you know, you know maybe through something like uh, VR. VR. Yeah. I mean, I see that as entirely possible. I mean, it, there are, there are even examples of that that are out there today. I think the challenge is, trying to do it cost-effectively, efficiently. Of course. And then, of course, having today's prospect, the, the vast, vast majority, maybe don't have that that equipment available to them today. Yes, yeah. But I mean, is it reasonable to think that within a couple of three years, you know, we'll all be doing that from home? Probably, yeah. Probably. And that's what I was going to say, too. I feel like a lot of technology solutions... You mentioned how they're trying to figure out which are the the right ones, where they should spend their money. But a lot of these solutions have become a lot more affordable. And I think that as technology evolves, we will continue to see maybe VR headsets won't be as expensive for everyone to, you know, have in their own homes or whatever, or it just won't be seen as like before a nice to have, it's a must have. So those things will obviously grow with behavior, consumer behavior and affordability of technology as well, I think. Because I would say 10 years ago, the thought of adopting AI was probably a very major investment for a lot of companies to make. And now today it's kind of just... Yep, that's that's a we'll budget for that. Like that's not a that's not a big line item in the budget. So I think that that's also a big part of how technology gets adopted and evolves as well. 
like I said, I wouldn't rule anything out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, uh, it's, been, it's been incredibly exciting to see where we've got to and things that, you know, maybe you could see as a trend and things that, you know, came right out of left field that I wouldn't have anticipated. But but they're all really exciting because, you know, this industry is enormous in, in size and scale. The uh, tech advancements that have come are incredibly exciting. And just when I think that we're we're at a, a place in the industry where it's sort of mature on the technology front, mm-hmm. there's a next level, right? And, and so, Another level. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what's yeah. been, you know, when I think about being in the industry as long as I have and why I encourage all people who are getting started young in their career, I'm like, you can have a great career in multifamily because it really does continue to evolve. And it does, and, yeah. And it's an exciting time. I, I think, you know, even when I think that, that you and I are having a conversation and I know from a history perspective, you know, I worked with Jason and the team back over 10 years ago when you guys mm-hmm. started and, and the WebCon event happened and, you know, Canada was, was, you know, not something that was incredibly aware of, you know, from here. And yet I can tell you, you know, as we're a couple of weeks away from the NAA event here in, in my adopted hometown in San Diego, I yeah. get two, three Canadian companies alone that I've talked to just in the last week that are coming out and we're going to get together with. So Nice to see that that happen, or even the expansion I've seen internationally to Europe. I mean, again, things that a decade ago wouldn't have contemplated, but are but are happening now. And and tech, I think, is a key driver of that for sure. Absolutely, it's funny you mentioned it. I was going to say, now that events have opened up, are is Lee's Hawk going to be at any big events coming? Because it's all of a sudden just hit, and now we're like scrambling to all <laughs> attend these events that we just didn't do for the last two and a half years. So your team will be at NAA. Are there any other events you guys are planning in, in the near future? Yeah, we'll all. I mean, everything kind of got kicked off this year in, in a very big way. We just came off of the AIM event in Huntington Beach, which was great. You know, great to see a lot of old friends and attendees. NAA here in a couple of weeks. Oh, I know there's NMHC Optech later on in the year. We also do a number mm-hmm. of our clients have their own events. So we do a lot of those. And it, it's funny, we, we spend a, a good portion of our time today talking about tech, but there's still, there's still nothing like getting to see people in person and, and having that, uh, that conversation that is engaging. You know, it's funny. I, here I, here I represent tech and AI, but I, I still place tremendous value in, you know, engaging with all of the clients and prospects and customers I've known over the years. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see everybody. Everybody back yeah. in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we've got a few people coming. Um, our CEO and a couple of our uh, directors and and things are going to be going down there and meeting with people. And I know that everyone's planned events, so it's hard to get people to say, I can go to that one. There's, there's six <laughs> other ones going on. So yeah. it'll be a, a big kind of just uh, go where you can and see who you can see. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be this is this year is going to be pretty big. So yeah, I mean, we can we'll wrap up the conversation from there. Last but not least, if listeners or anyone else is looking to connect with you, where can they find you online predominantly? And obviously, if they really want to find you at NAA, they can search through the crowd. <laughs> yeah, at NAA and, and, and certainly would love to connect with everybody. Brock McLean on LinkedIn is a great spot. So certainly find me there. I should be happy to happy to chat with anyone. Leasehawk.com is another great spot to get a good idea of, of some of the interesting AI tools that we're up to some of the results that a lot of our clients are seeing and uh, love to share with you all the, all the great things that are happening. Awesome. Well, Brock, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us and taking the time to join me on this episode of Sink or Swim. Yeah, thanks, Nicolina. It was a pleasure. No problem. And until next time, keep swimming. You've reached the end of another episode of Sink or Swim. Make sure to visit us at rensink.com forward slash podcast to access show notes, key takeaways, and where you can sign up to our newsletter to receive free bonus content. 
If you found value in the show, please also remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.